All right, the theme for this whole year is on courage. So this whole year, I'm going to be pushing you to be courageous. Tell your neighbor your amen is not courageous. Tell your other neighbor your amen is not courageous. So this year, I'm going to ask you to to take steps you've never taken in your life. Amen. 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 In line with the word of God, of course. All right. Go where you've never gone before in terms of your faith. All right. Try things this year that you've never tried. Just decide, you know, this year I'm flowing. Somebody say I'm flowing. flowing. Yeah. Even in the church, say amen more than you did before. Amen. Amen. Even those of you who are stiff and you look like Egyptian mummies, I pronounce freedom this year in the name of Jesus. Tell your neighbor, this year I'm flowing. Tell your other neighbor, this year I'm flowing. And so, Basalana, you know, last year I spent a lot of months and weeks in continuous prayer. Really, it was more conversational. I was really talking to God about a number of things. And, and, and one of the things that was strong on my heart is what I mentioned during our prayer week, is that even the principles that make us who we are, we don't know them. And we haven't, and I blame us, we, we haven't taught them as we should or given space in the church, even for the operation of those things. That's why I read Chenchi Lady Service Tarot. Now we're going to spend time ministering, praying for people. This year we will see prophecy operate during our services. Tongues and interpretation. Look at you and I say, see, you are not flowing at all now. You are no longer, you are no longer flowing. But more than anything, this year I see a different you. Tell your neighbor, I see a different you. Yeah, I, I see some of you, God, really helping you operate in certain dimensions of spirituality. Uh, you see, some of them are not flowing. If they are not flowing, you are not flowing. But I know critical to that is what we serve from this table. Because what you teach, that's what the people become. Or that's what the people hunger for because they are sensitized. You can never believe beyond your level of knowledge. And you can't operate in the spirit beyond your level of revelation. I was expecting better amens than that. At least this front row is flowing. May this anointing come to the rest of you. So, today I want to talk about courage to pray the prayer that changes things. I want to hook on the subject of prayer because we are from a prayer week. Courage to pray the prayer that changes things. Ephesians 6.18 says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and prayer for all saints. So, Basalana, we see somebody say praying always. always. Say it again, praying always. always. The King James says with all prayer. 
The New Century Version says, pray in the Spirit at all times with all kinds of prayer. King James says, pray with all prayer. New Century Version pray, says, pray with all kinds of prayer. The Amplified Bible says, pray at all times, on every occasion, in every, in every season in the Spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. So all prayer, all kinds of prayer, all manner of prayer. As we mentioned in the week, there are different kinds of prayer, like there are different kinds of sport. And the mistake we've made is to, when we pray, to mix up the rules. Like in sports, trying to play soccer with the rules of rugby. And when our prayers didn't get answered, to me it wasn't that we lacked faith. It really is not that you didn't have faith. But it's that you tried to get results with wrong principles. You use the wrong ingredients to get what you're getting. And as a result, many people's prayers don't work. So what happens? People get discouraged. They give up on prayer. Or if they continue praying, they just go through the motions. And labarapel, they already know in their heart of hearts, how many of you are sitting next to somebody who's just yenzing so, there are different kinds of prayers when you read the Bible. Let me go through them quickly. I won't spend too much time on any of them. And I'm not saying them in any particular order. We have, number one, the prayer of consecration or dedication or submission. In this prayer, we submit ourselves, consecrate ourselves, dedicate ourselves to do God's will and to obey what God commands us to do regardless. It is in this prayer where we use the expression, if it be thy will. But it's very strange that people take that expression, if it be thy will, to every kind of prayer. So some people's way of measuring whether God has answered their prayer or not, or whether it's the will of God or not, is after they've prayed, they wait to see if it's going to get answered. And if it doesn't get answered, they say, well, it wasn't the will of God. You are taking a principle of one kind of prayer and using it in another kind of prayer. And when our prayers don't get answered, we come up with all kinds of interesting explanations. Sometimes people say, no, maybe God, maybe it was not my turn. I don't know. Look at your neighbor. Well, that's why you're not laughing. Or have you ever heard people say, no, maybe God knew if he gives me that thing, it will make me not to trust him anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So we come up with all kinds of reasons to explain away our failure to get results in prayer. And we are happy to settle with those explanations. So it's almost like prayer is a hit and miss method. The only way to know if it was right is to see when God answers. If God doesn't answer, then it means it was not his will. But you see, when you read the Bible, you know how erroneous that is. Because when it came to the prayer of Daniel, which I don't want to go to, I'll just use it as an illustration. Daniel 
Set his heart to understand and to seek the Lord in prayer, the Bible tells us. And for 21 days, the answer didn't come. But on the 21st day, there's an angelic being that appeared to him. Go and read it. You know, that story for me is a very telling story to show us what happens behind the scenes. You see, you and I, we live life down here on earth. We don't see what's happening on the other side. You know, it's almost like in theater, Bazalana, there's what they call the backstage. See, there's a lot of things that happen in backstage that the people who are in the audience only get to see what happens here as a final product. But what happens here is as a result of what happens that side. Now, somebody who was involved in the backstage, when something happens here, they have a better understanding than a spectator. Your days of being a spectator are over with in the name of Jesus. Yeah. So the angel says to Daniel, Daniel prayed, and in his case, 21 days there was no answer, but the good thing is he never stopped praying. That's a good thing about you. If it was some of you, on the second day in Kabbalah, well, it wasn't God's will. And the angel said to him, and I love it, Iri, from the first day that you set your heart to seek the Lord, your prayer was heard on high. <laughs> from the first day. Then he says, and I was sent with the answer, and I'm paraphrasing, I was sent. But the prince of Persia withstood me or stood against me for 21 days. So what happened was, think about it, you pray, God sends an angel to bring your answer, but as he brings your answer, a demonic spirit who exercises authority over Soweto stops the angel that God has sent your way. Now, Bona, when I out say, but when after two days, you know, Mudima out. Again, that's what you said, Mudima out, and then you walk away. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and then the angel says, and God sent Michael to come and help me. God sent a reinforcement. And they dealt with that demon. And then listen what the angel says. And the angel says, and behold, I came, here answer, I came because of your words. Wow. So, it was Daniel who affected the answer to his prayer. God said yes first time. But you see, Daniel continued doing what he should be doing. So there's many people. Some of you, your prayers are not being answered. Mara, because you are not in the backstage, you don't know what's going on. So, I'm going to give you backstage teaching. Hey! To show you what happens on the other side. Secondly, there's the prayer of commitment or casting your care in prayer. This is the prayer you pray when you are worried. There's a way to pray how you worried. You know, it tells her hi, hi, the answer. Thirdly, there's a prayer of worship. This one, even if we call it a prayer, you see, 
This is where we go wrong. More, we're not asking anything. And that's our problem. All of us, we think, how do we pray? We say, ask. So we've made the word prayer to be synonymous with asking. That there's a prayer of worship. This is the prayer that Paul and Silas prayed when they were in prison. At midnight, the Bible says, they sang praises to God. And the prisoners heard them. And there was an earthquake that came. They were not asking anything. But when they worshipped God, there was an earthquake that came. Oh, I believe we're going to live in days like that, Vazalan. Yeah. Prayer of praise and worship. Number what? I like those of you who are flowing. Look at your neighbor who didn't say anything. Say, who are you? are not flowing. There's the prayer of agreement. This is the prayer we pray when we come into agreement. Where we reinforce one another and constitute spiritual law. One can turn a thousand, two can turn a ten thousand. This kind of prayer makes your prayer to be multiplied in power and authority. It has got its own rules. Different. Number what? I'm trying you. I'm testing you. Look at your neighbor who has not said anything since the service started. Says you are not flowing. You are not flowing. You don't have courage to flow this way. Then we have praying in the spirit or praying in tongues. It's got its own rules. The praying in tongues. And then number six. Then we have united prayer. United prayer is what we find in Acts chapter 4. When Paul and Barnabas, I mean Peter and John rather, had been threatened not to preach in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they had been told not to do it anymore. Then the Bible says when they left, they went to their own company. (laughs) Who when they came to their own company, which was Basalwana Banevali, in the church, in the prayer meeting. says they, they told them all the things that the chief priests had said. And when they heard it, they lifted up their voices in one accord. Ooh. You see, it's united prayer. It's, it's so spontaneous. And I was explaining in the first service, when you, when you, there's a way in which you get into this kind of United prayer when you pray together for a long time as a team. But you've got to know how to pray right. There are certain people, in fact, one pastor was telling us, or rather I was listening to him speaking, wasn't telling us. He was talking about in his church, he had this group of women who knew how to get prayers answered. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, in his words, these women could pray heaven and earth together. And so when we prayed together, I saw this in 1979 in our prayer meeting, when we were praying as a group of young people. After several months, we we got into this united prayer. There was such a spontaneity of prayer about us. And whatever we prayed for would happen. I'm telling you. Gathering this through the Holy Bible. Whatever we so if you if, if you didn't want something to happen, don't ask us to pray for it. And if we ever got together and said we're going to pray for you, whatever it is, you must be very careful. I believe this is the set, this is the type of prayer that God wants the church to reclaim. I'm telling you. So that the people who are in power at all levels of society, 
We're gonna pray for you. In fact, it happened, Barcelona, three years ago when we were here at the, the same prayer meeting we're gonna have this afternoon. Bishop Botswana got up and he talked about certain huh? altars. Altars that must be broken. Those of you who were there, you see, some of you, you can't answer because you never come to these things. Look at your neighbor and say, you are not flowing. You see, you are not flowing. You are not flowing. You are not flowing. And, and, and I remember, Basalana, we prayed in that meeting and it wasn't long. Yeah. I'm saying, Basalana, you see, <laughs> you see, you see, Basalana, the church has power that it hasn't used yet. I'm telling you, in other countries of the world, I'm telling you, in other countries of the world, all leaders in those countries, in many countries where the move of God is strong, they are afraid of the church. Yeah. Our leaders here are not afraid of the church. They can use the name of our Lord anyhow they want. They can make jokes about us. But I'm saying to you, I'm telling you prophetically. I'm telling you prophetically. Yeah. I know in this country, I won't m- mention names. If you know, you'll understand what I mean. One leader who spoke and challenged one of the senior leaders in the country about something. And the senior leader took offense and attacked this man of the cloth. And this man of the cloth said, I will pray for you. It wasn't long that person was ousted. Some of you holy root to fail. I just look at it and say, holy root to fail. And I'm saying, I believe the church must reclaim. I'm telling you. Yeah. You see, leaders are there to be our servants. They're not there to be self-serving. And leaders must recognize the role of the church and not sideline the church. I'm telling you. But if the church is firing blanks, and it's sterile and barren of the power of God, then people can afford to joke about us. But those days are over. Now I can see you don't have the courage to say that. I said I'm courageous this year. Those days are over. We'll stand here, Hamo, to our chichiriza. We'll stand here and say, God, remove them from power. But when the church regains its power. But the church can't operate like that if the church is prayerless. Oh, never. Never. We'll never. For as long as we joke around and we don't come to prayer meetings and we don't come to church and we don't worship genuinely and repeal am fam fam fam. It will never happen. It will never happen. It will never happen. Jesus says my house must be, shall be called the house of prayer. Are you heard what Bishop Freddie Edwards was saying? He put it in context. Yeah. But there's united prayer. And I somehow, I, I sense God is going to restore this power of the church. Many of us are hopeful. You know, my sisters are here. They'll remember. We used to go to Mojabavu Stadium every year at the beginning of the year. In years where there was drought, we would meet and pray for rain. And it would rain. Yeah, it would rain. 
Ronaldo Luna c'est le soleil, le bras là-bas, El Nino, la Nina. Hey! We did what Elijah did. He prayed, it rained. He prayed again and it rained. That's the power the church has. I don't know how many of you know about Bensit Idawosa. He's passed on. He was one of the most powerful, powerful, powerful leaders in Nigeria. That man, whoa. He once wanted to use a stadium. And the officials were giving him a run around. And he said to them, you must allow me to use that stadium. They gave him a run around. He said, hey, you must, if you don't, you'll never be able to use that stadium. He was bold. Oh, Jesus, give me that boldness. <laughs> this year. So, reluctantly, they let him use the stadium. He used the stadium, but before he used it, he said, you thought I was joking. He said, I'll show you. After I've used the stadium, it will rain so hard. Just to show you, I meant what I said. He used the stadium. After he used the stadium, yeah! that man in that nation. Yeah. We haven't seen that anointing yet. No, but God is restoring that. <laughs> These people who play around with the church. Here. You'll kick the bucket, my friend. Playing around with the church. Yeah. But see, the church must come into united prayer. Then we have number, number what? Uh, at least you are flowing. Let's look at your devil and say, now you are flowing. Now you are flowing. <laughs> we have praying, in the, praying to the Father in the name of Jesus. Then number eight, intercessory prayer. This is what we're doing last week. And then today, the prayer of faith. That's number nine. Is it number eight? Number nine. Number ten. Number nine. Number eleven. Number nine. I'm trying to wake you up. Now, the prayer of faith, listen carefully, it is the prayer to change things. All right? In this prayer, we are changing things. And this prayer has rules. But before we get into it, let's get the scriptural foundation for it first. All right? Mark 11, verse 24, and I'm reading the King James Bible. Read with me. One, two, three, let's go. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Now, please let me have your attention. This prayer deals with you praying for you. It's personal. Now, you can pray this prayer for another person, but they must be in agreement with you. I'll come to that in a short while. But this prayer is personal. In other words, it's you Trusting God, believing God for you, and you use your faith for you. You cannot impose your faith on somebody else. Now, if you are getting confused, remember the cockroach you say. Oh, let's hope like the cockroach. Sometimes we try to impose our faith on somebody. So we pray for them to get something that they didn't want in the first place. You can't do that. The prayer of faith is personal. 
If you want to pray for somebody, the prophet, they must be in agreement with you. All right? So you can't pray for me for God to give me a, 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 an aeroplane in Nakasaivad. It's not going to work. Because you cannot put your faith on me and impose your faith on me. Now, we can stand in agreement and use our faith together, but there must be agreement. Now, I want to read this verse, all right? I want to read it in a way that it will drive this point home, all right? Now, I want you to note the amount of times the word you is used or it's implied in this verse. And this is what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you every time that word you is used to count with your finger. Iminopezu. All right, you can put the mino down. But every time really you, however, the first you in this verse, don't raise your fingers on the first you. Are you understanding me? Yes. Are you sure you understand me? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. You don't put the mino first. But everywhere there's a you, you put the mino up. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Therefore, I say unto you. I said, the first you, you don't count. Because it doesn't apply here. Are you ready? Therefore, I say unto you. Okay, there are still some chichirizing people. You're not flowing. <laughs> you must come and must pray for your healing, my brother Sham. That was tough. This lady, hi. Hi, when I'm a man, I'm a man. How can you shop in one hour? It's a lady, but I'm not sure. Let us come. My brother, you must come for healing after the service. Are you ready? Here we go. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, you believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Whoa. Whoa. This is talking about you. So this prayer has to do with you, not with someone else. And our mistake is we have people trying to impose on other people what they want. But Jesus says, what this ever you desire. So in this prayer that changes things, it's important for you to remember it's you, but you can't pray this prayer when someone else is involved, like we see in James chapter 5. Go there with me. Verse 14, we read, Is any sick among you? Note. Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of what? Faith. You are not flowing anymore. And the prayer of what? Faith. 
The prayer of what? The prayer of faith shall do what? Shall save this. That note, this person who is sick, they took the initiative to go to the elders. So even when you are praying for them, you are praying for them through their permission. So you can pray the prayer of faith for somebody on condition they permit you. Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? So, this verse tells us the following in James. This is what it says about the prayer of faith. Number one, the prayer of faith will save the sick. Number two, the prayer of faith will raise up the sick. Number three, the prayer of faith, if someone has committed sins, they shall be forgiven them. But Mark says, Mark 11, the one that we read, he says, in this prayer of faith, it is whatever you desire. He says, when you pray, believe you receive it and you shall have it. So, I want to show you today, we may not cover all of them. If it's a side we will finish them next week. Nine steps to effectively praying the prayer that changes things. Nine steps. All right. So, they may not be finished to, 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 to today. So if you don't finish next week, we'll carry on. Whether it's me or one of our pastors, we'll carry on with the nine steps. Nine steps to effectively pray in the prayer that changes things. Remember, this is personal prayer. So if you're going to pray this prayer, here are the rules. I'm just giving you the ingredients. I let those ingredients. Flour, yeast, ink, water, what? Sugar? Salt? What? What? Incomers? Hey! Hi. Bazalona, it's a disclaimer. So I'm giving you the behind the scenes. Number one. Here we go. Here we go. Decide what you want from God and find the scriptures that definitely promise you these things. See, some of you, you think it's humility to come to God and say, whatever would you work? Oh, it's a tattoo, yeah, how? And you wonder your prayer is not working because your ingredients are wrong. yeast. You wonder why lesser race. Yeah? You are wondering, you are praying over the Dumbledore race, but a little race in it. Because there's something a shorter. So decide what you want from God. And find the scriptures that definitely promises you those things. Find the scriptures that covers your need or that promise you what you're asking for. One of the reasons people's prayers are not answered is that they don't know what they want in the first place. You know, sometimes people, when they meet me, you know, because I always get intrigued when people meet you, they try to be spiritual. <laughs> you know, you know when, I'm, when I'm traveling to other parts of the world, because sometimes the way I, I dress up, you know, it's, it, I don't dress up like a pastor, I just wear like everybody. So as, as I'm with them, then, you know, somehow they will work the conversation to want to know who you are, you know, you know, and where you work. 
And then the minute I say, no, I'm a pastor, they say, oh. <laughs> and, then they, and then they try to be spiritual, you know. And all along, they've been talking, they've been, they've been, they've been cursing, using some expressions that are really bad. And sometimes they've been drinking, you know. Then they discover Kimrut. It's, and it's, it's sad when they're sitting next to you and you still have 10 more hours to fly. <laughs> Jesus. But then, then, then they will say at the end, when they leave, ah, oh, it was nice being with you. Bishop, it was so good meeting you. Please keep me in your prayers. Like some of you, like some of you. You'll keep me in your prayers. And I always like to say, what do you want me to pray for? And they go, Huh? Oh. I said, you said I must keep me you in your prayers. What do you want me to pray for? Huh? Do you really need to know? I said, oh. I mean, how, how do I run to God? How can I Tell me. And then they say, well, not anything in particular. Yeah. Yeah. See, if, you, if, if your prayer item is nothing in particular, guess what you're going to get? Nothing in particular. Many of you, you go into prayer, you haven't even decided what you want. You haven't even decided. It's even worse when people are spirit-filled. Because they just charge into prayer. And then you say, what are you praying for? I can't say it about you. And then when our prayers don't work, we come up with these interesting reasons. Oh, no, maybe it wasn't, it wasn't God's time. You know, God said not yet. It's not a no, it's a not yet. Anybody ever said that to you? But many people... They don't even know what they, what they want. One minister made that survey. He'd been preaching for years and he had passed at many churches. Particularly back then in the early days of Pentecostalism, where it was a practice in Pentecostal churches after the service, people would come to the front and pray. Before the service was dismissed, people would just come on their own spontaneously and pray. He says, I would go around and he made a survey and tap people on the shoulder and say, what are you praying about? And they go, ah. Oh, he says, what are you praying about? He said, nothing in particular. He says, 99% of the times, yeah. So, Bazalan, decide what you want. Decide what you want. It's not humility. Coming to God with, with what you want. It's stupidity. See, there's a difference between humility and stupidity. They're not the same. I didn't say you're stupid. I said, it's stupidity. Yeah, I, ever told you. I didn't say you're stupid. Now, Here's the issue. If you say I must decide what I want, is there no danger in asking God what he never promised? Now note, Bazalan. Decide what you want. Secondly, I said, find scriptures that cover your name. Don't pray in the dark. Not knowing if God's word covers your need. 
Find the scriptures that line up with your need. If it's healing, look for healing scriptures. If it's finances or provision of resources, look for those scriptures. If it's protection, look for those scriptures. Look for them. Find them. Read them. Know them. So that you already know this has already been promised by God. You cannot ask outside of that boundary. Are you understanding, Basada? Now people are praying for things. One minister tells the story of a man who came to the church and asked the pastor to join him in prayer for the whole night. And the pastor says, what for? This guy was a married man. He said to this pastor, listen, I want to pray the whole night that God should give me the other man's wife. <laughs> True story. So I wish you knew the things we have to deal with as pastors. You'll be shocked what the sheep can do. So the pastor said, there's no way I can do that. But you know, some people, when they think they've heard from God, you can't tell them anything. This guy said, no, I'm going to pray. Can I use the church? So, you know, sometimes only pastor, you let the members do whatever. So he said, okay, you can use the church building. So this guy went into church the whole night, praying. Whole night. So in the morning, the pastor had to go and clean up the church, open some of the rooms to ventilate. Finally, he came into the room where this man was. And then went to him and, 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 and then said to him, well, what did God say? He said, well, God told me I can't have her. <laughs> and the pastor said, but I told you yesterday. <laughs> you could have saved yourself nine hours of fruitless praying. You could have had a good Good, restful, good night rest. Some of you, you think by bombarding God, you know, praying always and just you think by doing that, God will finally relent. If it is not in His word, you are wasting your time. I'm telling you. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. And so that is why Mark chapter 11, when it says, whatever you desire, you can't just take that, whatever you desire, and just desire, no mayin. And it becomes dangerous just to take that one verse and run with it. Bago chimbulanga verse. Remember, Basaram, whatever we read in the Bible, the Bible is a progressive revelation. Scriptures are intertwined. And there's always the broader doctrine or teaching within which you must interpret the Bible. And you can't go beyond the character of God or beyond the holiness of God. So when you read one verse, you can't just take that one verse and run with it. You've got to look for other scriptures that address the same subject matter. You'll find more information. Let me explain what I mean. This will help you. Have you realized if you've been to see a movie with somebody or you've gone to an event, when you come back and talk, maybe there's several of you, when you talk about what you saw, have you realized that all of you, even if you are talking about the same thing, each person seems to add another element that you never added? So here's the question. Among the four of you, the five of you, who are having these versions, who's right? All of you. 
of you. It's the same with the Bible. Mark, Luke, John, Matthew report on the same thing. When you read the same event, each one of them, even if the core of it is the same, but there are other added aspects to the same subject matter that differ. So you've got to read all of the Bible. Lunaba Matanka diverse. And this is what people do. Banka one verse. And they build a whole doctrine on it. I never will forget. Years ago, I had a, I don't want to call it an argument. It wasn't an argument. But a discussion with one pastor. He had had a revelation here. K. Elijah. K. Elijah who called the prophets of Baal. Ne? And then, then he, 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 he made a, an offering and he dug the trenches. And filled the trenches with water. And his revelation was that these trenches is money. People must bring a lot of money into the trenches. And I said, hey. I will let the whole revelation here home for it. I will connect the fire. You know, I challenged him. And then he said, yeah, most God says it, he, he will open the windows of heaven. And he will bring money. I said, the windows of heaven in the Bible have got nothing to do with money. Go read it. The windows of heaven is an expression that was used back then to talk about rainfall. And rainfall was important for the people then because these people were farmers. So God told them, if you bring a tithe, I will make the rain to rain on your land. He didn't say I will make money to fall from the sky. And then I said to him, if you think about it, this is how it works. When you tithe, God doesn't rain money from heaven. He blesses the work of your hand. Mamela, Mamela, Mamela. Mara, if your hand is not working, God has nothing to bless. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let me show you. Let me show you. How does it open? How does God bless the work of your hand? If you are a tither, God opens opportunities for you. He doesn't make money fall out of the sky. No. He gives you a promotion at your job. He brings more tenders your way. He shows you more. That's how the windows of heaven open. But if you don't know when those windows open, you go into your prayer closet asking for money. And God has answered you. Marahobon. Look at your neighbor and say, you are not flowing anymore. You are not flowing. So, let's go to John 15 verse 7 because it will qualify what Jesus said when he said, whatsoever... Note what it says. Jesus says, if you abide in me and if you abide in me and my what? My what? My what? Let's explain. If you abide in me, if you love me and so on, and what? My words do what? How does God word abide in us? Through reading it, studying it, huh? meditating on it, it abides in you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, what will happen? Say it again. I can hear you. You shall ask what who wills. You shall ask what? It's the same thing as whatever you desire. 
Watch it now. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you want. And it shall be done for you. Let me, let me break it down for you. This is what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, if my words abide in you and you are familiar with what I said in my word, you already know what I've already promised. And within the broader scope of what I've promised, you can ask anything there. I'll give it to you. Jesus is saying, I already trust that when my word abides in you, when you ask me, you will ask me what you know that I have promised already. See, we've been married, my bishop and I, thank God, you know, this said, 30 years coming. No, we've been abiding with each other. Mamela, 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 mamela. It's not the 30 years I'm talking about, it's the abiding. We've been abiding with each other for 30 years. Now, when I want to ask certain things from her, I already know there are things if I was to ask, she's going to say no. I already know. I don't, I don't need anybody to tell me why. I've been abiding with a woman for 30 years. So, whatever I ask, it's within me knowing her character, her personality, her likes and dislikes. Same for me. To an extent that if she comes and asks something that she knows I will say no to, she already has a way of home port. <laughs> and the same applies. We already have a preface to say, <laughs> Why? Because we've been abiding with each other. Now, some of you come to me and say, What's about that? I'm a bishop this kid, you know Hana. And you go, never. Kiri no Hana. And you wonder why I know. Let me tell you why I know. I'm abiding with a woman. If you stay in God's word, reading it, studying it, all of that, you gotta know. The broadness of what God, you know that God doesn't make people sick. You know that. You know that God doesn't kill people. But you also know that God's not going to give you somebody else's wife. So you are not going to ask for that. See, the problem of many people, they don't have a strong scriptural foundation. And when you read the prayers of old, Moses, Abram. When you read the prayer of Daniel, all those prayers that were answered, go back and read them. Even Acts chapter 4, where the room shook. You'll find before these people prayed, they quoted everything God had said in the past. Their prayer lined up with what God has already said. It's dangerous to go outside the revelation of God's word. That's what disturbed me so years ago when we started having an infiltration of certain teachings that I worry about personally, Bazalwan. They concern me, some teachings. One pastor told me clearly, he said, you know, I fell into these things and you have to promise people in your church next week is the week of such and such. You know, next week is the week of breakover. Breakthrough. Next week it's the week of supernatural entrance into the other dimension of the third heaven. 
He said, with, he told me straight, he says, we do that so that people should come back to church next week Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of manipulation happening in some places. It's all done to bring people back. It, it's, there's no truth. He said, so, because I remember I had a clash with him. When he went this way, I told him, Karo, then I said to him, all right, Tamal into Tsaho, Nakiko Pas, don't involve me. Tama. Comes back after three years. The church is smaller. People have left. His life hasn't gone anywhere. See, this is why I don't like it with these things. But one, Ukraine. Courage. But then I love this man because finally he came back at one service I was doing. And said, can I see you? After the service, I won't see him. He said, you know what? First of all, it hasn't worked. And then he opened up. He said, you know, I was doing that because I was trying to get my church to grow. He said, of course, they teach us. You have to do that. So then what happened? He said, after a while, people stopped responding. If you build church out of sensation, you have to come up with a story. After I'm telling you, Basalan, I'm telling you, you will do that. You'll do that. You'll do that. You'll do that. See, I'm a leader. We talk to people. You you make follow-up on people like that. You find Pillar hasn't gone anywhere. Why? We're going outside the Bible. Why are we trying to have a spirituality that cannot be biblically substantiated? What are we looking for? Let me end with this, Bazaran. Another says it Linkwatete. I love it when I preach by Linkwata. It means I'm really anointed. You see, here's our mistake. When we read the Bible, people have this impression that Jesus had a miracle every day. Because the Bible is written in chapter and verse. So when you read it, certain chapters you won't even know that there was a time frame between the two chapters. In the book of Acts, actually, it's quite surprising to realize that between Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 9, Bible scholar says there's a period of 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. 20 years. So these people got filled with the Spirit 20 years later, other people got filled with the Spirit. It was tomorrow. So when you see Jesus healing a blind here, healing a lame here, opening eyes here, it wasn't tomorrow. No, it was a few weeks. So here's my issue. There's people who want to swing from one branch of miracle to another. See, what people are trying to do is to give you this impression of the way God is on their lives. The way they are experiencing God. So when it's almost like because so you are not working with God. And some of you are taken up by that. But I've been leading a church this year by the grace of God. It will be 35 years. It has continued to grow. It has continued to have impact. 
no petrol, no doom, no snake, no anything. Why? We are moving from glory to glory, from faith to faith. And don't tell me that there's no signs and wonders. Don't tell me. I can point here, there's people whom God has given children when they were barren. There's people that God has healed, opened their eyes, opened their ears. It's only that maybe I don't parade it, I don't come and tell you about it, but it's happening. It's happening. If you were here on Thursday, you remember the man that God called. God has changed the man who used to do heists. He's turned his life around. Somebody shout! We don't have to force miracles. Ah, we don't need to lie. No, I don't have to lie. No, if we just preach and go home and there's nothing spectacular, why not? It used to happen in the day of Christ. I tell Namsa. Yeah, yeah. But some of you, some of you. You've been taken for a ride. And they will milk you. Because you are looking for something that God never promised in the first place. He never promised it. Read the Bible. Christianity is lived in a normal, every way, non-sensational way. That's how you live the Christian life. No, you live the Christian life just by telling the truth. That's all. Some of these people are talking about, oh, prophet, how about we need even the prophecy in Alema, And some of you are taking up. I've had many people. One guy came here years ago and said, We're going to close this church down. Your pastor will be my usher. Me, we, your usher. And it was sad to see our people taken up. They think that's boldness. When it's arrogance, there's a difference between arrogance and boldness. You must know the difference. There's some arrogant people out there. When God has built something, except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that build it. And when God has built it, you're not going to break it down through your sensationalism. I see your life going from glory to glory. Because you've got to build your life on the word of God. Build your life on the truth of the word of God. Build your life on the foundation of the word of God. Don't build it on experience. Don't build it on prophecy. Don't build it on any doom. Don't build it on any snake. Build your life on the word of the living God. Jesus said heaven and earth will pass away. But my word shall stand forever. I see your life standing forever when you build it on the word. Oh yeah. Build it on the word. And if it is not in God's word, you have no business messing with it. You have no business. Base your prayers on the word. Don't come up with didn't You don't even find it. And I'll forget some of our pastors went to some country in Kazalibla. 12 meters face the east. Yeah. You must pray, Kana. Pray what, what, what? The prayers. Strange prayers. Yeah. And when I saw Sheba, he still went out. I remember, Bazalan, I'm closing with this one. 
when we had the event of uh, the young girls who were murdered in Dobsonville through the ritualistic killing of Satanism. And then, they, then, then there was a call that we must go and pray over the schools. Pastor <laughs> I won't lie to you. It's all. But thank God, I, anyhow. So I went. So they scheduled us to pray. So I got up and I prayed over the place. And there was this prophet. You know, now we must pray and cleanse the school. Hey. today. another person. Next thing, you know, the it got me is we went to a mast yeah, 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 MTN. Let me tell you, this is true, this is true. <laughs> 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 that Konto, you were with me there? You were with me? Were you there, Brutti, the prayer? You were not there. I've got a, he's here. You can come and ask him, but I'm not lying. You know what they're explaining? What this, this must be, it's a, it's a spiritual connection. Of evil powers, they are connecting. I get say they exercise authority. Revelation And then there are four foundations we must face there and pray there. And I'm not mad. And you know what? What irritates me? It's a young guy. Doesn't even have a functioning church. Somebody laid hands on him and called him a prophet. Or an apostle. Next thing, we'll get the pipe. Oh, 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 Karasuga, I'm not mad. I've been leading for many years. I've been leading a church longer than he's been alive. I told him we left. I left. I went into my car and left. I'm not going to do this. But you see, Basalan, these people are so loud, so arrogant. Some of you get taken up. I've had people in the church leave, follow them. After three years. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. And then that man is not a man of God. You must expose him. Oh, 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 so moya pants mam koposi pula aki yiko if it's not in god's word bazalana don't, don't play when they come look at the word and not one verse look at many verses and don't let them by hijack by sometimes you interpret your verse ba kenyan tsedi no now i'm strict on that and many have said utlo fela ministerial night la fela They've been saying that. But anything that's built on God's word. Yeah. Build your house on the word. I said build your house on the word. I said build your house on the word. Have the courage to build your house on the word. Throw away all those funny things. Build your house on the word. Come on, do we have some courageous people who are going to build their house on the word? Build your house on the word. You don't need any extra thing.
Mudimo uhufila everything that you need, everything you need for life and godliness, for the life now and for the life hereafter. Build your life on the word. And when the winds come to blow away your life, the house will stand. Many years, by God's grace, we've weathered all the storms. People have come with all kinds of prophecy. Little fella, little Osha, little in your, your pastor will be my Osha. Oh, Suga. Suga. And some people, what? What, what, what are you afraid of? Hi, we just put a curse on you. Get a curse on you. I'm not afraid of Ponziwa. In the name of Jesus, as long as I walk in the will of God, I'm covered. I don't even need to go and pray and panic. I didn't even pray. I told them, I said, oh, don't worry. He came here, distributed pamphlets, called his church Grace Something Something. Yeah, pamphlets were all over here. Opened the church here, Mama Ponyamor. Oh, yeah. It lasted two months. Yeah. Basalan, when you've built your life on God's word, don't go with all these shenanigans. You don't need that. And that people see you only come, only hand, you're not spiritual. Oh, Jesus. You are deep, strong, you are bold, you are established. And not only that, there's fruit to show. There's a lot of people babu akona le ditholwana nicks ke molomo fela I prophesy there's going to be fruit over your life this year Come on if you believe that give the Lord a shout there's going to be fruit over your life I see your life turning around this year I see your life going from glory to glory from faith to faith from strength to strength from power to power Cause it's built on the strong foundation of the word of the living God. Raise your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost.